0: Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Vinita, and this is Women of Now podcast. I'm honored to have my next guest on the show, Bijal Thakkar, Vice President and General Manager, America's Energy Business Unit at TE Connectivity. Bijal is an insanely talented, extremely goal-driven and focused executive who was named as America's 20 under 40 women in the security systems. At TE Connectivity, she oversees the energy business unit sales and operations for America's. In her previous role, she served as the director of portfolio management at Rain Technologies. Bezel comes with decades of experience in the tech industry and has served in the leadership roles at companies ranging from the likes of Siemens, Honeywell, General Electric and Johnson Controls. Despite her busy schedule, she always makes it a point to give big back to the community by mentoring folks like me who come seeking her wisdom, guidance, understanding and her unique perception. Apart from her innate dedication towards working to raise the status of women through awareness and mentoring, she's passionate about fitness, acting, dancing, and cooking. She draws inspiration from her incredible mother and owes her success to her encouraging and caring family of two, her son Shaman and husband Ross. Welcome, Bijan. It's an absolute honor to have you on the show. Thank you, Vinita. It's my pleasure and uh, to
1: be here and to talk to
0: to you and your team and I'm, I'm looking forward to our conversation. Thank you Bijal. Bijal you completed your undergraduation in chemistry and zoology and you went on to pursue post-graduation at U- Regent University in the US. I can only imagine how challenging this would have been back in the 90s as a young girl stepping out of your comfort zone to travel to a different country. How did you win them all? Oh, I
1: don't think you ever win them all.
0: (laughs) Vinita, it's
1: a a journey. It's a process. And um, what I have always tried to do Mm -hmm. is starting with a balance of believing in yourself,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: but having enough self-awareness, not self-doubt. We tend to get into Mm self-doubt, but having that self-awareness that... um, be prepared for failure. Uh, because uh, as we all know, success is, is not a linear, linear curve, right? You have to go through a lot of zigzags. Mm-hmm. And my story was no different. I went through a lot of zigzags.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But what were the three overarching themes were believing in yourself and being um, self aware of where your strengths were, mm-hmm. and where you needed help. I think, we as women put undue pressure on ourselves to say we have to do everything perfectly. We have to be the perfect mother, the perfect daughter-in-law, the perfect wife, the perfect employee. Mm-hmm. The reality is there is no such thing. So being kinder, gentler to yourself mm-hmm. uh, is very important. At that time, I wish I was more kinder, gentler to myself, um, but I was, I was like any other uh, women of my generation and of my background culturally, we tend to put undue pressure on ourselves. So belief in yourself is very critical.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Second is focus on your goal. Write them down. Mm-hmm. Understand the good and the bad that comes with it.
2: Mm-hmm. I
1: always say that you can't have it, uh, you can have it all, you just cannot have it all at once in the time that you want it all.
2: mm mm-hmm.
1: So focusing on your goal and then breaking them down into little milestones is extremely critical. Absolutely. We tend to make a lot of goals for work, but even personally, I believe in making lists. I have a list for my weekend on what I need to accomplish at home. Mm -hmm. I have a list for my work and every morning I reflect and say, okay, what is the most important thing? How am I going to break it down? Where do I need help? And where I know I can do it by myself. That clearly, is very important.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I don't know if I answered your question, but that sort of is my foundation and fundamental way of approaching a lot of different things. I was 30. I wanted to be a director by the time I was 35. I wanted to be a PL and l leader by the time I was 45. Like I had timelines, you know, my goal was to be professionally successful, but that could mean so many different things to so many different people. Mm-hmm. For me, and running a PM and um, at a certain point in time. And so then I had to sort of work backwards from there in terms of timing, the intermediate steps, so on and so
2: forth. Mm-hmm.
0: Awesome. That's inspiring at another level, Vijal. Vijal, you already spoke about how you're goal-oriented and when you have a to-do list and you have a plan for yourself, right? As an executive, when you have a multi-million dollar business portfolio to handle, and prioritizing your uh, professional life as well as uh, your personal life. How do you organize and plan your day? How do you take it one by one at a time? Yeah,
1: so I think that sort of dovetails very nicely to my previous answer, right? So you have to understand there are three areas here. The way I think about my day is Mm -hmm. what is strategic, right? What is long-term foundational work that I need to do for the business? Second is execution, right? So I have a lot of execution. You know, I measure every month by numbers. Um, So execution is important. Mm -hmm. But then strategy and execution doesn't really go anywhere if you don't have the right talent and the right people around it, right? And then the underlying theme is culture. So when I think about my day, I think about it in three aspects, I think about what I have to do that is long-term that I have to invest in now to pay, whether it's six months, a year from today. What is the bulk of my day from an execution standpoint? Because the bulk of my day is execution focused. And then what are the people I need to be spending time with, right? Who are these people? Mm -hmm. These people could be on my meetings, executing with me, or I have to take and or I take some time to coach somebody. I take some time to have a development discussion with somebody. So I make sure that I balance my day that is very specific towards the growth of the business, delivering on my goals for the business, which is execution. And then absolutely, absolutely, I cannot stress this enough, mm-hmm. the, the, the importance of having the right people around you. Whether they are the ones like your boss who can help you and coach you, or it could be your direct team, or it could be a couple, you know, teams that are even underneath it. So every day my focus is not just on the business, but it's also on the people in the business that help me execute and do the job that I need to do.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And and personally, right, I always say, have your board of directors right there's and for any organization there's a board of directors you have to sort of think about your life as that who are my Mm -hmm. board of directors who are my friends who are my family members my spouse my maid whoever it is Mm -hmm. who actually helped me get through the day make a very clear distinction between where you can delegate Mm -hmm. it may not be done exactly the way you would like to get it done may sound familiar Mm-hmm. but it's good enough that so that you can focus on things that are much more strategic and where you can add most value right mm-hmm. so if you can afford to to delegate certain things from your day to somebody else to to clear up your calendar to do the things that are meaningful to you mm-hmm. then do that right if mm-hmm. i have to make the trade off and i unfortunately i don't but let's say for somebody who's early career they have to decide between either mm-hmm. Cooking their own meal at home, Mm -hmm. or they have to buy food from outside, which could mean that it's an extra expense, but that means they buy one less pair of shoes, right? Mm -hmm. To me, life is all about trade-offs. So no matter where you are in your life, you have to understand what are you willing to give up to get what truly, truly matters to you, and be very clear about what that is on a daily basis, not just on a yearly or a five yearly basis, but on a daily basis, you have to make those hard choices where you say, this is where I'm going to step in. This is where I'm going to step out and delegate to somebody else.
0: Wow. I cannot stress enough how insightful that was, uh, Vijay. That reminds me I've got a long way, long journey ahead and a lot to learn. That brings me to my next question. From your experience, what advice would you give to women who are either considering quitting or downshifting their career because they're overwhelmed with the amount of responsibilities uh, because of the pandemic with, you know, the non-existent help, taking care, uh, responsibilities of the family on uh, their head? How do you think women should step up to the situation and not give up on their career? Choose to do both? And how organization can pitch in to, you know, get, create that inclusive, equitable environment for uh, women?
1: You know, I get that question asked a lot, Vinita, and um, it's a tough one. Uh, I wish I had the exact blueprint, but I'll share, I'll share some of the things that I have tried to do with myself mm-hmm. or with my team, right? Let me first start with, with us, as women, what we need to do. I think it again boils down to what's most critical, right? Mm -hmm. You're not going to be the best employee and the best mother the same day, the same time, every day. Stop asking yourself to do that. Mm -hmm. Don't fall victim of that, okay? Mm -hmm. Second is forgive yourself and don't be apologetic for wanting to have both. Mm-hmm. Right. The fact that we are still in 2021 having this discussion
2: mm-hmm.
1: is actually um, a little a little saddening to some degree, but also in some ways um, inspiring that we are finally having these conversations. Women used to struggle and suffer in silence. I know I did 20 years ago. I still do. I still have guilt for not always being there when my son came home from school, right? Mm-hmm there came a point where I said, I'm going to forgive myself because what I'm going to give him instead is mm-hmm. the education he wants, the opportunities he, he, he needs. And all that takes money and mm-hmm. resources. And I can provide him the money and resources that he needs.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I wasn't there every day to, to, to be there when he came home every day.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And just, that's just the way it is. We make choices. So I think women have to be very thoughtful around what choices they need to make and when. The other reality is you don't always have to get everything now. I know that I could have gotten to the level that I'm today Mm -hmm. a lot sooner, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't, but I made the choice that I was going to wait till I was an empty nester till my son left, left home Mm -hmm. and he was in college and I didn't have a little child vying for my attention, right? So be thoughtful and mindful about what timing works for you.
2: Mm -hmm. And
1: finally, Look for people around you to help you. Do not, we are not supposed to be wonder women. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're supposed to be women yeah. who like men, and everybody else in this world mm-hmm. had struggles. And being self aware where you need help, which, which by the way is not just at home, it's also at work. Mm-hmm. It's very important because I'll tell you why. There are two reasons behind it. One is it takes undue pressure off of you that is totally not needed. Mm -hmm. But it's also a learning opportunity for you to think about where you add value, whether it's at home Mm -hmm. or at work,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: right? And adding value is a core fundamental need for life satisfaction among all of us. Mm -hmm. It creates a sense of belonging. It creates a sense of self-worth and it creates confidence. And it's just, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy in a good way. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So that's for women. I also have a call out and a call to action to men. Um, I remember one, one gentleman asking me Mm. a question that as a, as a man who supports women and equality, what is it that you need from me? And I said, be my voice in those rooms when I'm not present,
2: Mm right? Mm -hmm. Create
1: sponsors yes women uplift women Mm -hmm. but we need men's help and men's support Mm -hmm. to do that and so look for those men in your life whether they're your spouses your brothers your sons whoever it is your sponsors at work look for those men who will stand up for you will speak up for you and will stand by you to Mm -hmm. see you succeed Finally, organization. I think organizations are finally waking up that female talent is mm-hmm. equally important for business results, right? Organizations by by default, as they should be,
2: mm-hmm.
1: are driven by business results.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And we all know there are there are studies coming out of Ivy League schools on a daily basis that says, mm-hmm. equal participation of women Mm-hmm. is extremely important for driving business results
2: mm-hmm.
1: that diverse boards have better results diverse mm-hmm. organizations have better results but i think the element behind this is having empathy is right. having empathy that a man's that are the rules that have worked for men for up until now mm-hmm. may not work for women women may need to take that afternoon off and work on an early Sunday morning Mm. to up for the time that is lost during the week, Mm -hmm. right? So then one may say, well, if you're working on a weekend, is that balance? Of course it is. Because you took the time off on a Thursday afternoon because you needed to be with your child, go for a doctor's appointment, whatever the case may be. So this is where I think having empathy Mm -hmm. and having an environment where you need talent that is on demand, for lack Mm -hmm. of a better term, Somebody needs to answer a phone. Well, that, that, then you can just walk away. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the, the the functions where you don't need to do that or you find a way to, to back it up? Mm-hmm. And then invest, invest in, so if women have, let's say you have a bunch of women who've quit the organization,
2: mm-hmm.
1: give them the opportunity when they're ready to come back to relaunch themselves. hmm I was just coaching a, a, a woman who had to explain the fact that she was um, gone from the workforce for 10 years to raise her kids. Mm-hmm. And she was embarrassed by that gap mm-hmm. in her year. And I said, don't be embarrassed. Write it on your resumes. Stay at home mom, raising two mm-hmm. future productive citizens of the country, <laughs> you know? Yep. So she tried in that. <laughs> organizations have to give that voice create relaunch programs, create learning opportunities, make sure that you are providing the culture mm-hmm. and the framework for women to stay relevant mm-hmm. and to make those choices to be to be in the workforce on the terms that they need to be on And when they can, give them stretch assignments, right? So let's say somebody needs to take the summer off, Mm -hmm. but those months that they're working, give them stretch assignments, give them assignments that they could still continue to contribute and be able to be gone those few months because they need to stay home with their children because they're off from school and they can't find childcare. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So I think um, there are three ways organizations can help Mm-hmm. create an environment where women can make those choices, provide learning opportunities, and then provide, provide working uh, opportunities where they are not necessarily measured by just the role that they are in, that they can contribute in other ways and still
0: mm-hmm. participate in the workforce that's awesome uh, Bijal. i think the conversation of that innovation and resilience is only a reality when men women and organization are all aligned uh, to you know uh, appreciate the skills that women bring onto the table and be practical when women are you know returning to the workforce post a break that's absolutely fantastic moving on uh As we converse about role models today, we always look at C-suites, VPs, and AVPs, etc. Whose achievements look unthinkable, unachievable through the lens of young girls. Now, how do we create a pipeline at every step of, of leadership, at every step of professional journey and break that early barrier for young girls? That's that's a very dear question
1: to mine. I cannot tell you how many um, early career women I have uh, mentored and invested in and taken the time. I think it's a responsibility of every leader at every level, right? And you don't have to be a leader by function of a team reporting into you. Mm -hmm. You can be. You can either be a leader that is that leads through span of control or span of influence. Mm -hmm. I choose to lead with a span of influence, right? So um, take the time, take the time to invest in young talent, get to know them. I am constantly recruiting, interviewing and mentoring, Mm -hmm. even when I don't even have a role open on my team, right? Mm -hmm. In fact, I'll give you an example from this week. I was hosting um, a discussion on empathy uh, Mm -hmm. on Tuesday uh, as part of the International Women's Day celebration mm-hmm. and I'm looking for a talent to go help my commercial team on some on a sales opportunity
2: mm-hmm. and
1: I happen to have this young lady from a different business unit be on that conversation. Mm-hmm. She's a millennial, but it's an early career, new generation Mm -hmm. And she had some amazing thoughts on renewables and sustainability. And I'm in that business of renewables and sustainability. And I'm like, I got to know this person. I got to, I need to understand this, this young lady. I need to know what drives her and when the opportunity is right. I want to bring her on my team. Right. So constantly be looking for that talent. Mm -hmm. My antenna is always up for the right talent. So I think making sure that these women get a voice, get a mentor, get the ability to network and they feel empowered to do so is extremely, extremely critical.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Second is always look for younger talent to take on some stretch assignments on your team. It's a good way to test the talent, Mm -hmm. but it's also a very good way to understand if this talent is going to have a, what I would say, a, um, a a long-term trajectory, right? To somebody who can go three, four level ups the organization, or this talent, what I would say is your solid performer who wants to come in, do their job and, be, and are very satisfied with it. And the reality is, Vinita, that mm-hmm. not everybody wants to be and needs to be a VP or an ADP mm-hmm. or, a, or a C-suite, right? Mm-hmm. You, need, you need participation of women at all levels,
2: absolutely. in all functions, mm-hmm.
1: and in all ways. And mm-hmm. I think that's absolutely critical. To me, success is not just about a title, right? Mm-hmm. Success is about, am I adding value to the organization? Am I a contributing member of the society? Am I learning through that process? And we have to give our women the permission to aim high, but also be very clear on what alternative ways of adding value are. Success Mm -hmm. should not be defined by title. Right. Right? Some women may define success as being a manager or being an engineer or being a worker and having the the balance of work and life. And that Mm -hmm. is what success is for that individual. And that is okay. She's no less successful than you and I because Mm -hmm. she has chosen a different path to just having a linear progression in their careers.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Wow. I I I appreciate that you stressed on the importance that you sh- you need to have your own squad and there has to be an absolute connection and the voicing of the opinion to you know whoever at whatever position that you are in to empathize with each other and uh, share the expertise as per the world economic forum over 54% of employees would need reskilling by the year 2022 how prepared are the organizations and how can they make sure that, you know, women don't fall behind with the changing skill needs? So first
1: of all, I will start with we own our own destiny and our careers, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. women need to sort of, again, it goes back to what's important to you mm-hmm. and how do you continue to stay relevant? Every morning I wake up and I ask myself, how am I going to stay relevant today how am i going to add value today whether it's at home it's with my friends it's in the community or in the workplace right and my definition is very different than yours venita and that's what makes world so magical that we are all very different right so when you think about reskilling i think it boils down to fundamentals of three things again mm-hmm One is, what does job satisfaction look like to you? Mm -hmm. What is your blueprint in in getting to that level of job satisfaction? And what do you need to do in getting to that job job satisfaction? Second is be bold. Mm -hmm. Be willing and be able to take risks. I will tell you. How many times I've had a conversation with a female talent that says, I've only got 70% of the qualification. Should I apply Mm -hmm. for the role? While the the conversation with men is they have 30 to 40% of qualification and they have no hesitation in applying for the role. And they learn on the job. I Mm -hmm. cannot stress enough the importance of learning on the job. And you can only do that If you get out of your comfort zone, you take some risks, Mm -hmm. you find people to help you through taking that risk
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and, and be comfortable with it. Be comfortable being uncomfortable. When I took this job, I didn't know the function. I didn't Mm -hmm. know the industry and I didn't know the company Mm -hmm. and I took it in middle of a pandemic. (laughs)
2: Um,
1: So my point is I can, I will tell you it was nerve wracking.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It was not racking. Mm-hmm. But I said to myself, what is the worst that can happen? Mm-hmm. It doesn't work out. I'll go find something else to do. Right? Six, mm-hmm. six months later, I feel the most comfortable mm-hmm. that I have ever felt in any role in 20 plus years of doing this. Well, be comfortable being uncomfortable. Take the risks. Don't be afraid of the unknown. In fact, venture into the unknown. It's the only way, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: the only way to grow. And this is where upskilling is important. Upskilling is not about that you're not good enough anymore, right? Mm -hmm. Upskilling is about you're good at this, Mm -hmm. but you're going to go get better at something else as well. Right. Right. That's the way you think about skilling. Mm -hmm. So be comfortable doing that. Third thing is invest in your own development.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You are the CEO of your career. Right. You have to take the time to invest. If it means you watch less TV mm-hmm. and go, you know, it's, I I know friends who are so focused on a on a on a goal that sometimes on a Sunday night, if they're they're going through a, a, an MBA program or a master's program or a course. Mm -hmm. They choose not to go out on a Saturday night because they need to stay home and study. Mm -hmm. There is no such thing thing as free lunch. We've got to make those sacrifices. Well, so those are the three things I think are extremely critical to stay relevant and Mm -hmm. stay upskilled to your
0: point, Vinita. Absolutely. Creating a generation of agile learners who adapt to the rapidly changing work ecosystem. It's very important that all of us think about reskilling. Thank you so much for uh, this honest conversation and sharing your expertise, sharing your insights. Thank you again for reinforcing how important it is and how critical it is for women to keep learning, take on the challenges, and for organizations also to step up and play a critical role in the conversation of diversity, inclusion, and belonging in the workspace to spearhead the gender equity and diversity. Thank you so much again. Thank
1: you, Marita. Just
0: one parting thought um, I would
1: leave with all of you is be bold be brave and always, always be
0: resilient. Awesome. Thank you so much, Vijay. Take
1: care, Vinita. Thank you for the opportunity and wish, I wish you and your organization much success and have a great afternoon.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Women of Now. We'll be here next Tuesday with a brand new episode, Another Inspiring Leader and a New Perspective. Subscribe now. Stay updated.